Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. It's the podcast with you in mind. This week's podcast, we're going to be talking about partner play. We play doubles after all, and it's a team effort. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about partner play and give you some suggestions uh, how to frame it, maybe a little bit differently than you're thinking, and also some tips on how you can become a much better partner out there. And then the riff, I want to talk about the recent uh, situation that occurred with Annalie Waters during a tournament. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're talking a little bit about the Annalie Waters part of it, but more importantly, we're going to talk about what we as pickleball players can learn from that uh, event, right? From that occurrence. Uh, she's a young player, but a very talented player. And so let's talk a little bit about what happened, how folks have reacted to it, and what we can take away from it. Before we jump into the podcast, I uh, wanted to let you know that we have. Uh, our camps are currently open for registration. It is an amazing experience. I've been to many of them, all of them actually, because <laughs> CJ and I are always at our camps. Uh, we don't uh, uh, outsource our camps to anybody other than CJ and myself. Uh, we're always on the ground teaching. We know it's an amazing experience. Our interactions with the students are always uh, just you know overwhelmingly positive. Uh, what you learn is amazing. Highly recommend you check it out. Uh, we have a, uh, some uh, spots open in the Dallas camps in November, right after Nationals. Uh, it's Dallas easy in and out. That's why one of the reasons we picked Dallas for a camp location. We know that there are players all over the country who want to work with us. Uh, and Dallas is just such an easy in and out place to come into. Uh, spend a couple of days with CJ and I on the court uh, and uh, grow your game. So check it out at uh, uh, betterpickleball.com forward slash camps. I'll put the link in the show notes. You definitely want to take advantage of that opportunity because there are only so many camps that we offer in the year. Uh, and again, we don't outsource our camps. Our camps are all in-house camps that CJ and I are physically present at and teaching you ourselves. All right, uh, let's jump into it. Let's talk about partner play and uh, you know what's a good partner? What are we talking about here? So let's talk, up, let's frame it out first a little bit. You know, we're when we're playing pickleball, we're, we're playing doubles pickleball, so we're playing with a partner. And that means that it's a two-way street. We as a partner, um, our behavior on the court, both as to ourselves and to our partner, is going to impact our, our partner's play and vice versa, right? We're going to feed off of our partner, both positively and negatively. And the thing about it is that we're playing a team, it's a really a team sport, Right? It's a small team, two players, but it's still a team sport. And that team dynamic, that partner dynamic is so important to your ability to, uh, to succeed as a doubles team. And so, you know, when you think about your experiences as a pickleball player, think back to experiences that you've had where you've played with someone who, um, who made you feel amazing, right? It just, you felt great on the court. You, you, you're just having a better time. Everything's better. My guess is you probably played better because you were you felt relaxed and fine and everything's good and it's just a, an amazing experience. And then go to the other end of the spectrum, right? And I'm not trying to I'm trying to make you, feel, make you feel bad, but there are times when you're out there and a partner doesn't make you feel good, right? Uh, whether it's a comment they make, the eye roll, the shoulder slump, the huff, whatever, uh, the statement. Sometimes they actually make statements, uh, and so you know how did that make you feel? But then I also want you to think about it. You know, not just in terms of your partners and maybe how they engaged in conduct, but think of yourself for a second, right? Let's be self-reflective for a second. You know, were there times when you perhaps behaved in a way that you didn't mean anything by it, right? You really didn't want to hurt the your partner or or harm your your you know being more more pragmatic about it, harm your team's chances for success. But perhaps you did something that that was um, 
less than 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 optimal, right? That it could have been done better. I know I have. I mean, I, I'm be the first one to admit that I've engaged in conduct on the court that I'm not not proud of, right? Uh, that I wish I could have done differently, and that I have worked hard to do differently. To be honest with you, uh, this is not something that. Um, it's been a, a journey for me, just like it uh, is a journey for you if you're into this kind of thing. And if you're listening to the podcast, I know you are. But, you know, it's it's a process, right? And it's a journey. And, and you know, the idea is to always do a little bit better. And so in this, what I want to do is I want to give you some tips. And and I want to give credit where credit is due. Um, I, I was uh, uh, referred this, uh, this article by a good friend, uh, David, here in town. Uh, who we play a lot of pickleball with, and uh, he's uh, you know a great ambassador for the sport, uh, a, a lover of pickleball, and uh, anyway, so he shared this with uh, with a group of us, and it's an article by Kyle, and I don't want to pronounce the last name because I'll butcher it, but he's he goes by the handle that pickleball guy, um, good content creator out there, putting out some really good material, and this blog I got to tell you is just a really good uh, piece of information regarding partner play. And so I wanted to go through, I've, I've modified him a slight, a slight bit, but there's some tips he had in there that I'm going to share with you. And then I'm going to share with you my partner CJ's special tip that she always shares during our camps, the camps I mentioned earlier, um, about partner play and, and how you can be a better partner. So let's go through the first one here is tip number one is frown to fists, right? Um, and so the idea here is, um, you know, when your partner makes a mistake, because your partner will make mistakes. 100% guaranteed your partner will make mistakes the same way, 100% guaranteed that you will make mistakes. What you're doing is you're preparing yourself mentally to say, okay, when my partner makes a mistake, which again, 100% will happen, instead of frowning or doing any, fill in the blank or anything else, eye roll, huff, shoulder drop, whatever it is, you are going to fist or fist bump, right? You can use anything you want, paddle tap, fist bump, you know, um, uh, pat on the shoulder depending on your relationship whatever it is um you're going to basically change your your reaction from the negative type reaction right the frowny kind of reaction to a positive reaction paddle tap fist pump something like that and here's the thing there's actually been research out on this where physical contact between players on a team um i don't remember exactly the 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 sport i think it was basketball but they did a study on it and they concluded that physical interaction between teammates improves performance. So this is a really good technique where you can A, avoid the negative and B, add a, spin it into an actual positive to help you and your partner out, out on the pickleball court. The next tip I want to give you is it's it's focus forward. And so the, the way Kyle talks about this is think about it in terms of, um, you know, let's say your partner hits a shot that makes no sense, right? Um, just a shot that you're like, what in the world were you thinking kind of shot, right? That's what's going through your mind. What in the world were you thinking there, partner, with that shot? So some players will, and, and this goes to both nonverbal and verbal communication. Some players, the shoulder slump tells your partner, you know, what in the world were you thinking there? It's communicated through the shoulder slump. Sometimes it's verbally expressed, like, why would you hit that shot there? Why did you go there? That's backward looking, right? So the idea of being forward focused is, is to suggest something different. And I'll tell you what I do, um, for instance, is um, I, I will, like, let's say I'm playing with someone, in, or a partner, in, and uh, and we're dropping the ball, third shot dropping it, and it's succeeding, and then all of a sudden they'll drive the ball and miss, or, will, you know, it just breaks the rhythm of the rally. One approach would be to say, well, why'd you drive that one? That doesn't make any sense. We've been dropping it. Let's, you know, well, okay, that's not probably not going to be productive. A better approach would be to say something like, you know, next time we get a serve to, to tell the, our partner, okay, let's go back to 
I use the phrase chapter one pickleball. Uh, ours, uh, yeah, chapter one pickleball. So chapter one pickleball is uh, my shorthand for me, which basically means let's go back to basics. Third shot drop, move in as, you know, as we can in an orderly fashion, get up to the MVZ, work the point and see if we can come out ahead, right? Uh, it's not that we're going to win it, but that we're going to work it that way. And so that's what I'll tell partners who know me. I'll say, hey, let's just do chapter one pickleball right now. Um, and, uh, and that'll then reframe it focusing forward on the next rally as opposed to harping on what happened the last rally. So that's a really good tip. Tip number three um, is um, to cheerlead, right? I think Kyle used the term become a hype man or hype person. I'm, I'm fine with that. But cheerleading, I think, is, is, a, is a better way of thinking about it. Become your partner's biggest cheerleader, right? Biggest supporter, if you will. And what's important here that I, that I put on the on the slide if you're watching this in the video is specifics. Specifics are very important. And, and I should mention to you, if you listen to the podcast on a podcast platform, that's fantastic. Please continue doing so. If you, however, you ever want to watch a video of this that's available on the Pickleball Therapy channel on YouTube. So you just go to YouTube, search Pickleball Therapy, you'll find the channel and you can watch it. And there's some slides behind me as I'm talking. Again, you don't need them to get the benefit of the podcast. So please continue listening to it on the podcast platform. But if you ever want to watch it, you can watch it on the channel. If you go to the channel, please subscribe. It's important. It helps us grow the channel and reach other players. But anyway, going back to specifics. So it's not just cheerleading, right? It's not just, I mean, it's fine to be like, hey, you're amazing. That's great, right? But eventually that kind of wears thin, right? Because it's just, you know, if you're just saying that. Now, if you say something like, wow, that shot you just hit, that was a perfect angle. Or that was an amazing, you know, two shots you just hit there. And I'll tell you one thing I do is, and I think this is something that that changes over time, right? As you do this more, you'll see it better, is don't just reserve the compliments for when you win, right? And, and that's something that players will do, right? If you hit a winner, no matter how the winner is, oh, great shot, right? There are times when you lose a rally, many times I would say, when you lose a rally, when your partner played outstanding. An example would be you're on the serve side, and if, you, if you're in our pickleball system, if you're not, please join us sometime. You're really going to like it, but if you're, if you're in the system, you already know this, there's positional advantage, disadvantage. So if you're on the serve team, you're in the positional disadvantage position. Um, your partner may have played an amazing rally, but you still lost a rally because you're supposed to lose a rally. Again, concept you'll understand better inside the system. But the point of it is this. Your partner may have hit two or three really good like battle shots that like just worked and worked and worked, but you lost. You can still tell your partner, you know, the, the, way, the, the way you defended that third shot or the second shot was amazing. Wow, I can't believe you dug that ball. You know, things like that. So uh, maybe not, I can't believe, right? But wow, that was a great dig. You know, be specific is the point when you cheerlead your partner and cheerleading your partner is really going to help them out um, and think about how you feel when you're cheerleader, right? So that's a really good tip as well. Now I'm going to give you CJ's magical tip, which is a really, really good tip because this is so easy to do and easy, but powerful. I should say it's not easy. It's easy, but very powerful. At the end of every rally, get used to turning towards the middle of the court. And, you know, literally meaning turn towards the center line. So if you're on the left side, you'll turn towards your right. If you're on the right side, you'll turn towards your left. Because here's what happens. When you turn away, so out, outward, it is possible, even though you may not mean it at all, that your partner will interpret your turn as disappointment or as, as, a, as you're let down by something that they just did. The way to avoid that potential miscommunication is simply to get used to turning towards the middle every single time. And I'm going to be honest with you, I have not yet fully implemented this. And now that I'm, I'm thinking about it the way I'm, I'm expressing it and the way I'm talking about it with you here, that is going to be my focus next time I play. 
If I turn to the outside, I'm going to notice it and I'm going to say, oh, oh, I didn't do what I want to do. Next time I'm going to turn to the middle. So that eventually it just becomes a force of habit. I don't have to think about it. I turn to the middle every time, no matter what, even if I have to do a 360 to get to the ball, right? Or 270 or something to go outside to get to the ball. I'm going to turn to the middle because you'll, you'll have better partner communication there. And I'm going to give you a bonus one here. I don't have a slide for it, but I'll give you a bonus on it here. Eye contact, turning to the middle, eye contact with your partner with a little bit of smile. And then you, you join that with like the fist bump, paddle tap, compliment, cheerleading kind of thing. You're knocking it out of the park as a partner. And what I wanted to leave you with on the idea of the, of the partner being a better partner is that, you know, again, going back to how we started, this is a team sport. You're playing a team sport. And I'm going to give you an example of a situation where, where, where we need to, we, 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 we survive, we, we win and lose, we live and die, whatever you all look at it as a team, right? Both the good and the bad happen to us as a team. And an example that comes to mind or a situation that comes to mind that's pretty common is invariably we're going to lose games. That's just part of this process, right? Part of this thing that we do, okay? So sometimes what will happen is we will lose a game and, and our team will lose a game and we will have missed the last shot, right? We get a, a, a simple ball and we dump the dink into the net or something. We're just like, oh my God. And it's like our fault that we lost. What we lose sight of is the other you know, great rallies and points that we scored because of the great work that we did. And it's the same thing with our partner. If our partner missed that one shot that, that, that we're like, oh God, well, I'm going to bet if you really thought about it, there's probably like five or six or seven or eight or 20 really good rallies that your partner is the one that was the, the key, right? The anchor to that rally. And so focusing so much on the one shot or the one mistake by one is, is, is not productive, right? But it's also not fair because it's not really seeing the big picture of everything that happened during a, a game. So it's a team sport. Remember these tips, start applying them, right? One, pick one, the one that most resonates with you. And for me, like I told you, it's, it's right now it's turning to the middle. I already do the cheerleading with specifics. I've been doing that for a while now. So that's that's one that I've been doing, uh, frankly, for, for a reasonable amount of time. I'm pretty good at that. And I think it's it's super important. But my point is, uh, for folks turning to the middle is my focus. Find one that helps you and and do that for yourself. All right, we're going to do the riff in a second on Annalie Waters Hysterics. Before we do that, I wanted to remind you about the Tyrol shoe code that we have. It's BP, as in better pickleball, right? BP10. Um, use that code. You get a discount. And I've mentioned this before, but... Um, you know, it's it's it helps us out if you remember to use the links and codes that we have with our with our uh, product partners. And when I say product partners, I want to be clear about something. Um, we do have affiliate relationships with these partners, but we don't partner with any with just anybody. I mean, we get requests all the time to partner on affiliate or promote products or or do product reviews and things like that. We turn you know we turn down pretty much all of them, actually all of them except for. The ones that we actually use. So, like Tyrol is a company that you know we've known that company for three plus years now. CJ and I wear those shoes when we play pickleball, when we're coaching. We believe in the shoes. We know they're good shoes. So, if we recommend it to you, it's because we use it as well. There is a code that then helps us out in providing this kind of content to you. So, please use the link in the code if you decide to use one of the products that we are partnered with. Uh, and again, Tyrol shoes, fantastic shoes. It's the ones that we trust, so we highly recommend them to you if you're looking for shoes. All right, let's jump into the riff. So what happened was, and you may have already seen this if you're 
in tune with um, with what's the goings on on the pro circuit. There's a lot of commentary about this. But what happened was, you know, Annalee Waters is the most dominant force. I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to overstate it, but she may be the most dominant player that pickleball has ever seen in her, you know, in her lane, right? In 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 women's, she's a woman player, right? But in her in her lane, she's the most dominant player in in the sport, probably in the history of the sport. I mean, Scott Moore had a good run, and Rika Ruiz had a good run, but I don't know that anybody has done what she's done at this level um consistently right uh, she's winning mix she's winning women's doubles and she's winning well, with her partner obviously uh and and a mix as well and she's winning singles by herself so triple crown after triple crown at the top level of pickleball so again an amazing player now she is only 16 years old and interesting side note here jill my wife actually uh played against anna lee when i think anna lee was like 11 or something uh obviously in doubles with their partners but um even at that age you know she was just breaking out into the scene and and i remember her backhand put away and i, I remember telling telling uh, jill and her partner um don't hit it don't, don't hit it to that little girl's backhand because she could kill the ball so anyway but you know but annalee's young right and so what happened during this recent match was or this recent tournament is annalee for the first time in forever lost a singles match uh she lost a very good player tyra black and um at the end of the match, there was Annalie had kind of like a mini meltdown, and I think I, I didn't watch the match, but I, I, you know, from what I've seen at the end, and and I saw the highlights, and I've I've read. Apparently, there was some cheering going on for Annalie's opponent, and I guess it got kind of got in Annalie's head. Plus, the pressure of like you can't lose, right? You've won everything, so how are you gonna lose? And at the end of the match, when she lost, she she did some antics that were just a little weird um uh, you know she's 16 but they were still a little weird uh but the the hysterics that i'm referen referencing randomly weren't her hysterics i don't think she was hysterical i think it was just a little weird moment for her uh as a young player under a lot of pressure the hysterics were actually the commentary the the amount of commentary and the type of commentary that was out there about 16 years old there was questions posed about should we treat her as a pro or as a 16 year old i mean it's just kind of nonsense to me um it's a young young woman who's coming into her own as an adult um under a tremendous amount of pressure i don't know anybody i don't know any teenagers who you know i don't know if she makes millions but she's very successful financially with that kind of pressure and that kind of success in that age it's tough but what i wanted what i, what I wanted to point out was this there's a learning lesson in here for us um because i play i'm 50 and change 53 or 54 uh i play with mostly players around my age some younger some older but you know um so we're all grown people right and we melt down like you know we are adults we you know we have uh, i kind of have to chuckle about it because you know we're otherwise you know i don't know uh, uh, able humans getting about our business but we got on a pickleball court and holy crap do we melt down right uh we're hit we hit the little plastic ball into the net and our brains just melt out. And I think the, the, the takeaway, right, is let's maintain some perspective, right? Um, you know, even the best players in the world have losses. And when they have the losses, they feel pressure, right? They feel out of place. They feel odd. So it's not that it's unnatural for us to feel that way when we're playing. It's that we're not 16, so let's balance it out with our better understanding of our better perspective 
of our lives, of, of the world around us, of the game that we're enjoying and playing, of the other players on the court, of honoring the game, uh, honoring our opponents. And keep that in mind when you're out there and you have that loss that you're just like, how did I lose that game? Because you know what? It's going to happen to you 100%. Sure that it's happened to you. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but it'll come. And when it comes, if you're ready to deal with it by maintaining that better perspective, you won't have the meltdown on the court. All right. So that is this week's podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, please rate and review the podcast. If you're so inclined, if you like the podcast, it helps us reach other players and lets them know that, Hey, this is something that maybe you should check out and share with your friends. Because if you like the podcast, I'm going to bet they will too. I hope to see some of you in the Dallas camps. I'll talk to you before then, but I'm still hoping to see some of you at the Dallas camps uh, coming up in November. And uh, other than that, have a great week and we'll see you next time.